Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet again another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode and preview episode, we're going to be previewing all of our NFL games here in week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. And we've got some pretty good matchups to kick us off. On Thursday Night Football, we have an AFC East matchup between the Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots up in Foxborough. We also have the Colts and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And then to wrap it all up, on Monday night, we have Andy Dalton and the Saints taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But anyway, guys, before we get into all of our games, I do want to ask you all to please make sure that you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody. That includes their mama. That includes their dad. That includes their grandparents, their, their your uncles, whoever. Because my, my brain can't fully comprehend saying all that. But just make sure we continue to spread because I want to make sure everybody can stay up to date with anything college football and NFL related. So, guys, thank you so much for all the support that you all have shown here on the Cover 7 podcast. It truly means the world to me. And, you know, like I always say, I don't want to waste y'all's time. I don't want to waste my time either. So let's dive right into today's podcast. Now, to kick it all off on Thursday Night Football like we do have, now we won't have a triple header like we had on Thanksgiving. We'll just have one game. This game will be at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime. We'll have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills going to Foxborough to take on Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. And for the New England Patriots last week against the Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving, they were able to, you know, have a little bit more offensive success, you know, running the football, throwing the football. You know, they were able to finally put points on the board, which is something we could not, we didn't see the week before when they played a really stout New York Jets defense. And then on the flip side for the Buffalo Bills, you know, they barely escaped against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. They had to get a game-winning field goal from Tyler Bass. But, you know, he still played pretty solid. Stephon Diggs is still going to be Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen's going to continue to be, you know, Josh Allen. The running back group that they've got with James Cook, Devin Singletary, is still really solid. The defense is a little bit iffy, but I think overall against this New England Patriots offense, which at, at times has still struggled to get things going, um, you know, it's going to be hard to really want to, you know, really go against the Buffalo Bills in this matchup. You know, I like the fact their defense is still good. They got Tredavious White back. Um, and then on top of that as well, you know, the New England Patriots, their offense is good, but they're going to probably be without Jacoby Myers, who left last week's game against the Minnesota Vikings, which he's been Mac Jones' favorite target so far this year. So something to just kind of monitor in that aspect. But I think this will be a really good matchup because the Patriots, they improved a ton on offense, and they're going up against one of the best offenses in the NFL. But I'm going to have to go with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football to kick us off here in week 13. So give me the Buffalo Bills over the New England Patriots to kick us off here in week 13. Now, y'all, that's the only game we have on Thursday. So now let's get down to Sunday as that will be our main day of games. And to kick us off in our noon slate at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers fresh off of a Monday night football win in Indianapolis against the Indianapolis Colts, taking on Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Now, at first, I probably would have picked Atlanta because Atlanta last week when they played up in Washington, you know, really wet conditions. They were going to have to run the football a lot. You know, the defense didn't really play that bad against Washington's offense. But the defense of the Washington Commanders absolutely just tormented this team the entire game. And while the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've got a pretty good defense of their own. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward. You know, they've got a lot of really good, you know, young players. Levi Wallace, who came over from Buffalo and, and free agency, who's been a pretty solid pickup for them so far this year. You know, and also we saw a lot of improvements on offense from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett 
only had, I think, about eight incompletions, didn't throw an interception, which was huge for him. The run game was really good with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, and Kenny Pickett. Najee Harris, I don't think, will play in this game due to suffering a core injury, so that'll be something to kind of monitor. But also, George Pickens continue to make George Pickens catches. Absolutely crazy just balance and concentration from the first-year wide receiver out of Georgia. So in this game between the Falcons and Steelers, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I mean, I like I like the improvements that we saw last week from Kenny Pickett in that offense, which is going to be huge because we know what we're going to get out of the defense. You're going to get a defense that's not going to really allow too much. They've got a good good run defense, obviously, when you got guys like T.J. Watt and then Cameron Hayward. So in this matchup between the Steelers and Falcons, I'm going to say the Steelers, they continue to roll. They're going to win their second straight game, and they're going to beat the Atlanta Falcons. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers led by Kenny Pickett going down to Atlanta and beating the Atlanta Falcons. Now, guys, for the next game that we have, we're going to go up to the NFC North as we're going to have surprisingly a bad matchup that may not be completely one-sided like it's historically been. At 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers taking on uh, the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. Now, both of the teams are going to be without their starting quarterbacks. Green Bay is not going to have Aaron Rodgers. The Bears are not going to have Justin Fields, who's still dealing with a shoulder injury. And then Aaron Rodgers suffered some core injury, still has his broken thumb, so likely will not be playing in this game. So this could be a pretty entertaining matchup. You know, Jordan Love, when he came in against the Eagles after uh, Aaron Rodgers left, looked pretty good. Only had three incompletions, went six for nine, and also had a passing touchdown as well. He was connecting pretty good with Christian Watson, or Christian, yeah, Chris, Christian Watson, the uh, second-round pick out of North Dakota State for the Packers, who had a really rough start to the year. I mean, had a ton of drops, it had a ton of drop issues, never could really get his, you know, foot going but these past few weeks against the titans against the cowboys and then heck even last week against the eagles had 100 plus receiving yards has had a you know a receiving touchdown in each of those games as is looking to continue to really emerge and then for the chicago bears they also lost darnell mooney on top of justin fields they lost darnell mooney last week and he's and he already had season ending surgery so the offense is going to be pretty darn slim you know they don't have that many offensive weapons left you still have david montgomery and cole Komet, but Trevor Simeon also got banged up in warm-ups too, so it's going to be interesting to see who ends up getting the final start in this game between these two. But I'm going to have to go with the Packers because I think the Packers' defense, they'll be able to slowly stop a little bit of the, of the Chicago Bears because, well, the Chicago Bears just don't have Justin Fields, and Justin Fields was pretty much their whole offense when he was starting. So give me the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears in a game that really doesn't matter too much because the only game in the NFC North that matters is the Lions and Jaguars game because if the Lions lose to the Jaguars, the Minnesota Vikings will already clinch the division up there in the NFC North, which is crazy to think because normally you always hear about the Packers competing, but it's funny because the Lions right now are currently on top of the Packers in the NFC North. So just something that I said a few weeks ago and may continue to be true, but... Anyway, y'all, for the next game we're going to talk about, and we're going to be talking about the Detroit Lions taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox up there in Ford Field in Detroit. Now, this game is going to be pretty darn good, right? The Lions at home, they've been able to play really good, but have never been able to close out the game. And they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguar team that had a really good win last week against the Baltimore Ravens, who offensively they did not allow to do pretty much anything Lamar Jackson did, couldn't do you know his typical Lamar Jackson things running the football like crazy and you know they also did a pretty good job in coverage you know a lot not allowing Mark Andrews to get anything Demarcus Robinson and all of those guys but now they're going up against a Detroit Lions team that has Amon Ross St. Brown who's done really good Jamal Williams who's been a touchdown machine these past few weeks for the Lions 
So in this game between the Jaguars and the Lions, as much as I like the Lions, I like what their defense was able to do against Buffalo Bills last week. James Houston, the rookie, in his NFL debut had two sacks on Josh Allen. So I would say that would be a pretty good start to your NFL career. Aiden, Hutchins, Aiden Hutchinson as well also just continues to ball out. Already has two interceptions on the year. So in this game between the Jaguars and Lions, as much as I want to go the Lions, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where they let you down. They're favored by one. I like Jacksonville. I liked what I saw in that final drive that they had against the Baltimore Ravens where Trevor Lawrence was dotting up everybody. You know, Marvin Jones had that incredible catch in the end zone to give the Jaguars ultimately the lead. So in this game, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I like the Lions, but I think the Jaguars, they're slowly starting to prove a little bit more. They're starting to get their young talent a little bit more acclimated. I know uh, – Travis Etienne Jr. is questionable to go in this game. I'm going to assume that he probably will play, but we also saw Jamichael uh, Hasty have a really good game against the Ravens last week. So regardless, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game over the Detroit Lions. Now, y'all, for the next game that I want to talk about, we're going to go over, we're going to go up to Minnesota, as we actually have a pretty underrated game, and not the best game of the weekend, but a pretty underrated game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We have. The New York Jets now led by their new franchise quarterback, Mike White. And I'm kidding. He's not their franchise quarterback, but they're taking on Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, for me, if Zach Wilson was playing in this game, it would be an easy pick, right? I'm going to go immediately go with the Minnesota Vikings. But the defense of the Minnesota Vikings has been a little bit skeptical. We saw it against the Patriots where they allowed a pretty lackluster New England offense to completely put up over 20 points which is something I don't think the Patriots had done in about two or three weeks so and now they're going up against the offense that is still super talented Garrett Wilson had two receiving touchdowns against the uh against the Bears last week and then also Mike White looked absolutely fantastic was pretty much darn near perfect three passing touchdowns over 200 something passing yards and then only had a few complete a few incompletions so you know, the Jets' offense is really good, and their defense is one of the best in the AFC. And now they're going up against a Minnesota Vikings team, which I think is still a really solid offense. I know they got blown out at home against the Dallas Cowboys. But personally, I think they're going to continue to dominate. Nothing against the New York Jets. I like them a lot. But last week, they were going up against the Chicago Bears, which have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. You could probably say it is the worst. And then also on top of that, the offense with Mike White, normally they're always good for one game, and then they start to get a little bit back to reality. So in this game between the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Jets, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings because, well, the Vikings have been given a kind of a stereotype of, well, they're really good in afternoon games, and, well, they're playing in an afternoon game, and I expect that trend to continue. So give me the Vikings over the New York Jets. Now, y'all, we're going we're gonna to stay up north, but we're going to go over to East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium as at 12, uh, 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We're going to have an NFC East matchup between the Washington Commanders and New York Giants. Now, this is a pretty big game because this whoever loses this game is going to end up being in last place. Obviously, Washington, right now, they are in last place because they have one more loss than the Giants. But if the Giants lose this game and the Commanders win this game, the Commanders get bumped up to third in the NFC East, which could really be the difference in between who makes the playoff and who does not. So, And Washington, as we all know, have been completely revitalized under Taylor Heineke as their new starting quarterback. Nothing against Carson Wentz, but I think that was more just, once again, another failed experiment because Taylor Heineke, for some reason, 
just he makes his team play really well and you know he hasn't had any crazy performances or anything like that but just the leadership quality the energy he brings to the locker room has been something that I don't think even money could pay for as Washington's defense has really stepped it up these past few weeks especially you know on the defensive line with guys like Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, you got Jonathan Allen then also in the secondary when you've got guys like Kendall Fuller who had the game-clinching interception last week against the Atlanta Falcons. But then for the New York Giants, you know, they went down to Dallas. Definitely was not their game offensively. Couldn't really get anything going against that really stout Cowboys defense. Micah Parsons had two sacks on the day. Dorrance Armstrong, I think, had him a sack as well. And, you know, the offensive line continues to sputter a little bit. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley, I think, had under 40 rushing yards in that game as well. Receiving-wise, nothing really got going. They still don't have Wondell Robinson, likely for the rest of the year. So they're really thin in terms of offensive production. I mean, it really would have been good if you had a guy like, I don't know, Kadarius Toney. But, you know, you decide to trade him, you know, which I understand he's dealt with a lot of injury issues. But has been doing his thing with the Chiefs right now. So in this game between the Washington Commanders and New York Giants, as much as I like the Giants and I like how they've improved so improved so much under Brian Dable, it's going to be hard to go against the Washington Commanders and what they've been able to do these past few weeks. I mean, defensively, I think they don't get talked about enough. We saw what they did against the Texans the week before, and then last week against the Falcons, they continued to dominate. And I expect them to continue to dominate against this pretty weak New York Giants offense that is just absolutely just estranged with injuries. So give me the Washington Commanders over the New York Giants. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to go up to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia as we have arguably one of the top games of the weekend as we have the 7-4 Tennessee Titans led by Derrick Henry taking on Jalen Hurts, who currently is continuing to improve his uh, case for MVP. I know right now Patrick Mahomes is kind of the clear-cut MVP favorite, but, I mean, if Jalen Hurts continues to play the way he does and gets this team to an NFC championship, I mean... I think it would be really hard to go against Jalen Hurts. But anyway, in this game, you know, both teams had, I would say, decent weeks. Now, I mean, I'm mostly talking about the Titans because the Eagles' offense was absolutely tremendous against the Packers. You know, they continued to run the football so darn well. Jalen Hurts had over 100 yards rushing. Miles Sanders had over 100 yards rushing. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts, like, when I keep talking about Jalen Hurts and his MVP case, I mean, he seriously has a legitimate shot to beat over Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know Patrick Mahomes is more of a household name and likely will end up winning the trophy. But, I mean, man, is it hard to really want to pick over Jalen Hurts. And he also did good throwing the football as well. And now they're going up against the Tennessee Titans defense, which, you know, was pretty, I would say, decent last week. They were able to stop the run of the Cincinnati Bengals, but throwing the football, they could not stop Joe Burrow and T. Higgins whatsoever, and now they're going up against one of the better duos in the NFL and Jalen Hurts and Anthony, or not Anthony Brown, and A.J. Brown, and then also cannot forget Devontae Smith. So I think this will be a really good game. I like the Titans. I like their offense. I think they'll be able to run the football a little bit better to get Derrick Henry going a little bit more, but ultimately... You know, you're playing up at Lincoln. You're playing against a really good Philadelphia Eagles team, which right now is a favorite to win the NFC. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles over the Tennessee Titans at home. Now, what's funny is, and I swear this is probably what's going to happen, the games that we have the Titans out of, they're probably going to end up winning. And for some reason, I feel like this is a game they might end up winning. But my gut is telling me go with the Eagles. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. But do not be surprised if we somehow see the Titans pull out a win up in Philly. Now, y'all, for the next game that we have at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS up in Baltimore, we have Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos who are coming off 
a just horrifically bad offensive performance last week against the Carolina Panthers as this nightmare of a season continues. And now they're on the road up in Baltimore taking on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And if there was a week where this Ravens offense needed to bounce back, they definitely have a they definitely have a good team to bounce back against. You know, the Denver Broncos defense, which is completely just getting tired out, and I really don't want to put a lot of blame on them because they've constantly had to stay on the field and have not really had any type of breaks because Russell Wilson and that offense, it's either three and outs, turnovers, whatever. You know, now they're going up against one of the more exhausting offenses in the league, you know, that runs the football really effectively. I know they haven't been able to do it these past few weeks. But, you know, when they get going, they get going, and they're starting to incorporate a little bit more passing plays too. So this this this, this Denver Broncos team is going to have a ton of responsibility in this game. And, I mean, once again, I can tell you tell y'all who I'm going for. I'm going for the Ravens in this game, absolutely. I just think this Broncos offense is not going to be able to do anything under Nathaniel Hackett. I know he's a first-year head coach, and I know a while back I said, you know, give him the rest of the year, see how things go. But it's just consistently not giving any type of results. And when you allow a Carolina Panthers offense to put up, I think, about 24 points on you when you're supposed to have one of the better defenses in the AFC, it's just not looking good right now. The locker room of the Broncos is pretty much already done for. Everybody's already expecting, you know, their season's completely over with. And to make matters worse, they cannot tank because their first-round pick, which they traded to the Seattle Seahawks in order to get Russell Wilson, right now is currently a top-five pick for the Seahawks, who have been still doing pretty good. I know they lost last week to the Raiders, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. But, I mean, man, just what a downfall of a season it's been for the uh, Broncos. But in this game, I like the Ravens. I know they're still really banged up, but I think their defense is just going to absolutely suffocate the Denver Broncos. So give me the Baltimore Ravens over the Denver Broncos. And now, guys, for our final noon game that we have and one of the more controversial games that we're going to have all year as we're going to have the debut of Deshaun Watson as a Cleveland Brown at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We have Deshaun Watson, who's going to be making his first start since early 2021, going down to his former team in Houston and taking on the Houston Texans. Now, I personally think you know they did this for a reason. They gave him that 11-game suspension for a reason because it just so happened to be the week when he returns back down to Houston and it's going to be a huge storyline. Everybody's going to be watching it. You know, not only is it just he's going back to you know, his old team, but it's also going to be his first game playing in about dang near a year and a half, almost two years at this point. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how does Deshaun Watson play in his first game back, considering he's had pretty much no game experience for the past two seasons. You know, had to sit out all of last year. pretty much sat out most of this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this offense clicks under him. I know he's got plenty of weapons around him. Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, you still got some pretty solid tight ends with David Njoku, who had an amazing touchdown catch last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their overtime win against Tom Brady. And, you know, now they're going up against the Houston Texas team, which is rebuilding. I mean, I think, honestly, the Browns, if, you know, they needed a game to kind of get acclimated under Deshaun Watson, this would be that perfect game for them just to kind of get, you know, allow him to get a feel for the offense in game time. So in this game between the Browns and Texans and in this debut of Deshaun Watson, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I know as much many people are going to be like, ew, why are you wanting to go with Deshaun Watson? He still is a super talented quarterback. He's got great mobility. He also has a pretty strong arm. I know it doesn't get talked about enough, but he's able to sling the football around pretty darn well. So give me the Cleveland Browns over the Houston Texans as we now are going to wrap up our noon slate of games. So 
Now, y'all, let's get down to our midday slate of games, or, or I guess you could say our late slate of games. And to kick it all off at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to have an NFC West matchup between Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks going to SoFi Stadium to take on Bryce Perkins and the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, for the Rams, their defense didn't play that bad last week against Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs offense. You know, they, they didn't really didn't allow them to get anything going until late in the second half. You know, they still allowed 26 points, but was kind of the one bright spot that the Chiefs, not the, not the Chiefs, that the Rams did have last week. And then offensively, Bryce Perkins, who made his first start ever in the NFL against the Chiefs last week, you could def he, he definitely had a lot of those early struggles being a starting quarterback, but he showcased a great amount of mobility as well, which if you watched him at Virginia, he definitely had that. Um, the run, you know, the run game still continues to be a big issue. For some reason, they released Daryl Henderson, who was their lead back, which pretty much now just leaves them with Cam Akers. Cam Akers, who still hasn't gotten his foot going into the season either. So in this game between the Rams and the Seahawks, I know the Seahawks, they lost last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, but they were able to put up a decent amount of points. The defense, which got run all over by Josh Jacobs, and I mean, man, is that dude just an absolute beast. But um, in this game, I think the Seahawks are going to bounce right back. They're still a really good football team. I think they're still going to easily be able to win the NFC West. So give me the Seattle Seahawks over the Los Angeles Rams. And yes, I know the 49ers are still very much in contention, but don't get me wrong. I, I do think Seattle, at the end of the day, will probably be able to get the thing done. So, anyways, y'all, the next game that we're going to have at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to have the Miami Dolphins, who have arguably the best offense right now in the NFL, going to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers and what probably will be either the game of the week or one of the games of the week. And, you know, two tails of two really different offenses, right? you got a high-scoring offense in the Miami Dolphins that will put up about 30 points almost dang near a game. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa is having a career year with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Mike Gisecki. Um, they also went out and got Jeff Wilson, who was a former starting running back for the 49ers when Elijah Mitchell went down. And now Elijah Mitchell just went back down, which now eliminates another weapon for Kyle Shanahan to use on his 49ers offense. Um, the defense of the um, Miami Dolphins has also been playing pretty well. You know, they went out and traded for Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos right before the trade deadline. Xavier Howard was able to get a scoop and score last week. And, you know, also Andrew Van Ginkle and I forgot who the other guy was. Both had interceptions, too, against the Texans last week. So this Miami team is really starting to click, and now they're going on the road in a really tough environment to take on Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. But let's not forget... They were held to only 13 points last week against a pretty weak Saints defense. Now, the defense of the 49ers is no joke. You know, they shut out the Saints offense. They forced Alvin Kamara to have two fumbles on the day. Andy Dalton couldn't get anything going whatsoever. So they're going up against a really stout defense. And, you know, they're favored by three and a half in this game. The 49ers are over the Miami Dolphins. And personally for me, I think I like this Miami team, you know, being an underdog, what Mike McDaniel has been able to do in his first year as head coach for the Dolphins has been absolutely tremendous in terms of, you know, of, of developing to attack of Iloa offensively. So in this game between the 49ers and Dolphins, I'm going to have to go with the Dolphins. So give me Tua to get a big time win on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, y'all, for our next game and arguably the game of the week at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we're going to have a big-time AFC showdown between the Kansas City Chiefs as they're going to go to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals. 
Now, this Bengals off offense has been clicking absolutely. Jamar Chase is expected to come back this week as well, so that gives Joe Burrow another piece of his offense back. Joe Mixon, I don't remember exactly, but I do think he probably will be able to play in this game as well. So this Bengals offense should pretty much be at full strength. Now, the offensive line, obviously, if you know they got, they're going up against Chris, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, and that really good Kansas City Chiefs defensive line, so that's something to kind of watch out for. So expect Joe Burrow to probably be in a ton of pressure in this game. And then obviously on the other side, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who's playing in another MVP year. He's connecting really well with Travis Kelsey, arguably one of the best duos right now in the NFL. And I think later down the road, you could probably say one of the best duos in NFL history. So, you know, they're going on they're going into a rough environment to play in, you know, at Paul Brown Stadium. I know it's pay paycor stadium, but I'm always gonna say Paul Brown Stadium. Um, you know, we saw how it went last year. You know, they the Chiefs went into Cincinnati late kinda late in the season. They ended up losing that game. But I think this year they're gonna want revenge. They're playing really good football right now after having, you know, not the best offensive show against the Rams last weekend. They still were able to beat the Rams by 16 points. And I think they're gonna continue that trend. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know I picked the Titans over the Bengals last week. But I, this Chiefs offense is just too darn good. Isaiah Pacheco, what he's been able to do as kind of a, you know, a utility tool, so to speak, for this Andy Reid offense has been absolutely detrimental for him. So give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, y'all, in our final game that we're going to have here in our uh, late slate of games at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we're going to have an AFC West showdown between Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers going into Allegiant Stadium and taking on Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, as much as I want to go with the Chargers, they're still really banged up, and you know the run game has not been the same. I know I've heard it from a few different people. Well, the run game for the Chargers is pretty much them throwing the football out into the flat in Austin Eckler, which pretty much it is. Don't get it wrong or don't get it twisted whatsoever. But you know, Keenan Allen still does not look 100%. Mike Williams is still not even back yet. You know, Josh Palmer, who had a really good Sunday night football game against the Chiefs about a week ago. You know, their offense is not bad, but they're going up against a Las Vegas Raider team who was able to absolutely attack the quarterback pretty darn well. Got Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, who hasn't looked, you know, really that great this year whatsoever. But they do have a lot of good young pieces on that defense. And then, obviously, the Raiders, their offense, you know, Devontae Adams, who's had a really good year. I know it's not going to get talked a lot about because, well, the Raiders going into this game are 4-7. and seven. But I like how they've been slowly improving each week and week out. We saw Josh Jacobs have a monster game last week, three rushing touchdowns, one of those being a long touchdown that would seal the game against the Seahawks. And that was a really good prove-it game, you know, going on the road up in Lumen Stadium up there in Seattle, which is one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. So in this game between the Chargers and the Raiders, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to continue to keep it going, especially at home. And, you know, for a Chargers team that's really struggled to protect their quarterback, I think the Raiders will probably get a few sacks in this game. So give me the Las Vegas Raiders over the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, y'all, for our final game we're going to have on Sunday, we're going to go down to AT or no, we're not, yeah, we're gonna go down to AT&T Stadium on Sunday night football as we're at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. We're going to have Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts taking on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, for the Colts, you know, the offense still continues to struggle. They, you know, finally were able to get Jonathan Taylor going somewhat. You know, he had 80 rushing yards last week against the Steelers on Monday night football. 
You know, for the Cowboys, they continued their dominance as well, especially on defense. Micah Parsons had himself a pretty good day. The secondary had themselves a pretty solid day. I know Anthony Brown struggled a little bit in terms of coverage. But overall, that defense is still absolutely lights out. And now they're going up against an offense which is pretty much just struggled in terms of offensively. The offensive line had their own struggles as well in this game. And, you know, for the Cowboys offense, Tony Pollard really emerged as the lead back, you know, a really good explosive running back here in the league. Ezekiel Elliott's kind of fit more into a true role that he should be fitting in, which is used for more short yardage, you know, short yardage downs, you know, red zone downs, trying to get into the end zone. And I like what Kellen Moore is doing with this Cowboys offense. So in this Sunday night football matchup, I don't mean to be a homer, but I'm definitely going to go with the Dallas Cowboys over the Indianapolis Colts because I just think the Cowboys, they've you know, they got out there. They still have a lot they want to prove. You know, this season was supposed to be a complete just, you know, okay, we'll just get a better draft pick, wait until next year. But they're currently sitting at 8 and 3. You know, they're just only a few games behind the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of being in first place in the NFC East. And I think they're going to want to continue that trend. So give me the Dallas Cowboys over the Indianapolis Colts as we're going to wrap up our whole Sunday full of NFL action. So let me know what y'all's favorite game is going to be and what game y'all are looking forward to the most here on Sunday. Mine's definitely got to be either the Dolphins and 49ers game or it's got to be the Chiefs and Bengals. I mean, both have you know both of those games are going to showcase really good offenses and also are going to showcase some pretty good defense as well. So anyways, y'all, the final game that we're going to have as we head over to Monday now at Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, we're going to have the New Orleans Saints going down to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you know, the Saints have had a history of doing pretty good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially down in Tampa on primetime games. We saw it, I think, was it last year or the year before, where that defense absolutely just murdered Tom Brady in the Buccaneers offense. And, you know, I talked a little bit about it early on in the year. The New Orleans Saints, they normally have one bad game, one good game, one bad game, one good game. And, well, last week they had a bad game, and I'm fully expecting them to have a decent game in this week. Um, I know Andy Dalton. Couldn't really get anything going. Alvin Kamara struggled with being able to hold on to the football. Had two fumbles in that game against the 49ers. But, you know, the defense, they were able to really contain that San Francisco 49er offense, you know, only allowing Christian McCaffrey to have about 35 yards rushing as well. They didn't really allow anything in terms of the pass game. There's only They only allowed one touchdown in that game against the 49ers as the final score would be 13-0. to And now they're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who – absolutely struggled offensively and overtime to get anything going and really gave that game to the Cleveland Browns in which they lost in overtime on the road. Now, I know them being back home is going to be a little bit of an initial boost for them, but for me, I think this game is going to be the upset one of the week as both teams are currently still fighting to get atop of a really weak division in the NFC South. So in this game between the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, as much as I just want to pick the more obvious pick and go with Tampa Bay, I think the Saints are going to somehow pull out an upset. I think Andy Dalton's going to have him a really good bounce back game. So give me the New Orleans Saints over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we now are going to wrap up all of our preview for week 13 of the 2022 NFL season. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's preview episode here of week 13. Once again, let me know what y'all's favorite game is going to be. We have so many great games to watch here this weekend, whether it is in college football as we have conference championship week or here on NFL Sunday as we have, as we have a great slate of games going on for us. So Anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much. And also make sure if you are feeling a little bit generous 
Anchor.fm does have a monthly supporter program, which is $4.99 a month. It's like, it's like subscribing to your favorite Twitch streamer, YouTuber, or any type of subscription-based platform. It just simply allows me to better financially help the podcast, better the quality, and then eventually give y'all some exclusive perks as members. So, anyways, y'all, not required, not expected. Truly just y'all dropping a listen means the absolute world to me. So, guys, thank you so much once again. And also make sure to check out the College Football Conference Championship Week Preview, which will be coming out later tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time as well. So, guys, thank you all so much for all that you do. Thank you for all the support that you show, whether it's here on the podcast or on social media. And I will catch you all guys later here tonight when we're going to discuss all of our College Football Championship Week action we have going on. So, I'll see you guys then and have a great rest of y'all's day.